good evening to all of you that are here. So good to see you all. Uh, we have a couple of announcements. Youth Sunday is 4th of July cook-off is going to be July 3rd. I'm excited about this. So you did, if you saw it on Facebook, you read it right. It is going to be a cook-off, not just a cook-out. And um, what that means is each age group... That's just the groups that we have in our church. So Oasis and Crew and Journey and our youth group, each group will come together and cook their burger sliders. And then we will have a taste tester and we will test the um, burgers to see who has the best. So y'all pray for the youth youth team. I don't know who's going to head that one up, but y'all pray for them. And that's going to be on July 3rd. So that's a Sunday afternoon. So you'll already be at church most likely unless you're out of town. And so it just gives you something to do the day before July 4th. This will be at uh, Jim and Alicia Lester's house. We'll have fireworks, cornhole, all of the things. Okay. So we want this to be a fun and exciting time. Why don't you just go ahead and stand up and I'm so thankful for God, and I cannot help but get very emotional thinking about His faithfulness. I know I'm only 26, but the Lord has sure been good to me, and I'm thankful for His faithfulness. Great is thy faithfulness. Oh! 
special touch and she's needing strength she just kept telling me today I only got three hours of sleep I only got three hours of sleep and so if you'll just continue to pray for them uh for Virginia Taylor she's in the hospital with infection Jan Rogers Travis Lloyd Lloyd Ussery Joel and Linda Peace Benny Brown and it said that on the prayer request that he was back home and but to continue prayer for him Norman Gilbert Don Howe Walt and Andrea Irwin and Mitchell and Tracy Scott and he needs a special touch he has lung cancer and so um I know his daughter is a little nervous about losing another strong person in her life. So we'll continue to pray for them. And uh, Chaplain Steve Gibbs, he's had a setback from brain cancer. And so he'll be out of service for a while. And that's that's hard. So if you have any special need that you would like prayer over, or if you would like to step in place of one of these that was mentioned, feel free to. God, we thank you for the privilege to get to even make our petition known to you. God, there's nothing that goes without you seeing it. God, you are able to do exceeding, oh God, abundantly above all we could ever ask or think. God, I pray that during the times of chaos that we would cling to your nail-scarred hands, cling to the Prince of Peace. God, I claim you as the peace, the Prince of Peace over our minds, over our hearts and our souls. God, you know every need that was mentioned. God, I pray for Janice and Roy Bowden. I pray for strength, God. I pray for healing. There's nothing too far gone for the creator of the universe. God, I pray for Mitchell and Tracy Scott. I pray that you would be with them. I pray for Brother Benny Brown. I pray that you would continue to touch his body. I pray for Chaplain Steve Gibbs. I pray that he would continue to feel his purpose and continue to feel a call to do your work, God, even if it's in a different area. Oh, God, we call this all in your name. The name of Jesus, the only name that can heal, save, and deliver. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name.
Thank you, Jesus, for your presence that we felt in this place. God, I pray that you would continue to stir it up deep within our hearts and our souls. I pray that you would bless the giver, bless those who are unable to give. And I pray that you would continue to use this church as we go outside of this building to bless this city and to glorify your name. That's our purpose. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, amen. Oh, we glorify you. We praise your holy name. We glorify you. You're the Alpha. You are the same. We glorify you. Your thirst, your thirst in our lives. We glorify you, oh Lord, most high. We glorify you, your thirst, your thirst. 
praise your holy name. We glorify you. Oh, yes, you are. You're the Alpha. You are the same. We glorify you. You're first. You're first in our lives. We glorify you, oh, Lord. Most high, sing. We glorify you. We glorify forget the day that an atheist walked into a tent meeting in Greenville, Texas where dad was beginning you can be seated beginning a brand new church facility and uh, probably were not more than 20 people gathered together and a gentleman walked in with a notepad probably as big as mine sat down on the back seat and began to write and Dad said later, he said, I decided if he was going to write, I was going to give him something to write about. And when the service was over that night, a gentleman walked up to the front, took my dad's hand, and said, as a member of the godless horde, I sense that you folk have power that might well move mountains. I thought... All of my life, what one service can do to an atheist. Suddenly, Pentecost, suddenly he's coming back. Be ye ready. Be of one mind. Be in one accord. Be under one leader. God Almighty is here tonight. If you felt any of him, the rest of him is close. I came to preach tonight to a crowd, so please don't be disappointed if you don't see all of them here. A command of great blessing rests in the middle of our world. There was a promise, and the promise was being kept, but most of the world did not recognize their promise. Many of them did not show up even after such an insurmountable feat that God accomplished by being born through a virgin, then suffering without any ability to fight back. He had all the angels, but when I tell you he reduced any fight, and he said, Father, forgive them. All of a sudden, promise after promise, you would have thought that all of a sudden the rest of the crowd would have said, hey, look, this God that had these things written, he is a great God. And then when they saw Paul, and Paul, who was on that side, 
killing Christians. Suddenly was so divinely affected by the Messiah and the glory of the Holy Ghost. Later said, I thank my God I speak with tongues more than you all. What a phenomenon that the Apostle Paul was experiencing in life. I'm telling you that the same promise to those people is available right now to whosoever will. It's not a matter that you've got to have a big crowd or a big thing. You've just got to have a God that you trust. And in the Lamb power structure, he will do for you what no one else can do. He will do it in a time that's powerfully great, and you don't have to have a crowd to witness it. There was not a crowd there to watch him be born. There was a crowd jeering and caholing uh, people like the Apostle Paul as if he had been defeated, but he knew where his victory was, and he knew it would come, and he knew they would be embarrassed one more time because Jehovah God will embarrass everybody someday. Trust in horses and trust in chariots, trust in finances and trust in buildings, trust in crowds if you want. But the bloodline is what we've got to focus our attention on and the word of the Lord and a lamp unto our feet and a light unto our path and a power to make it happen. I think we ought to clap our hands to the Lord and let him know. I'm glad I know who you really are. Father, I love you. Praise God. Hallelujah. I don't think if I were you, I'd wait for a crowd to get all God has promised us as an individual. I think I'd go to it. I think I'd shove. I'd push aside every doubt, every fear, every inhibition, everything that the devil's trying to crowd you on and make you think for some reason that God don't have a church Brother, you better let it happen now. He has a church, and it's in the middle of this world, and I'm not going to be ousted out by some dumb thought that says uh, it ain't going to happen or it's not going to happen. I'm here to tell you he happened, Holy Ghost happened, rapture's going to happen. I want to be ready. Preach to me, preacher. Preach to me, God. God, get a hold of my life. Don't you let me get anchored to this uh, self-sophisticated world. I'm here to tell you that the robes of righteousness are the ones to wear. I'm telling you that the holiness of God is the one to live in. I'm telling you that the glory of God is the cloud you want the rain to come from. I'm here to tell somebody tonight the lamb slain has risen to be the lion of the tribe of Judah and there's no weapon formed against him. Now, just sort of a taste of the gumbo that's coming. Satan and unbelievers are full of all of the doubts and fears, so they want to get you to join their crowd, and if I were you, I'd just say in Jesus' name, Satan, get behind me and take your place where you know where you belong. All right. We want to move into this lesson tonight as quickly and as carefully as possible. Uh, did did y'all get it? You got it? Good deal. Somebody say profitable servants. 
I don't have time to go through the story of the unprofitable servant, but I do want to talk to us about profitability. You don't have to have an amassed amount of victories to know that you've got access to a great God. You don't have to have had a repertoire, a dictionary full of particular understandings. But let me tell you what you do have to have. You have to have faith. I don't care how barren the soil is. He can make it grow. Don't care how big the crowd of doubts and fears are. He can get you through. Don't mind all the facts of what the world thinks they can come up with to stop the powers of God. He's already proven it time after time here and time after time here. I am a beneficiary. And so when he says work the work of God while Christ, while it is day, then I want to be busy. I'm not looking for a couch. I'm not looking for retirement. I'm not looking for quitting. I am looking for more of him. And it keeps me running. It keeps me thinking. It keeps me hungry. And I'm hungry right now. Right now, my big appetite is you. To feed you. This crowd here tonight is enough to turn this city upside down. I wouldn't wait on anybody to get their act together if I was you. Be the crowd. Beat the crowd. Glorify God in the crowd. Let's take the light to the world. Let's take the love to the world. Let's do what he did. And I can promise you the reward. He said, every man shall be rewarded according to his works. You're getting in line when you do that. All right. You are not wasting time or life by training for the catching away of the bride of Christ. 500 saw him rise into the sky, and millions will see him return. They saw him leave. We will see him return. Somebody say we. I wish somebody would say it like, I'm going to see it. We are going to be ready. We are not going to twiddle our thumbs till we get a crowd of people from sin-filled lives to come in here to give us a special anointing. He's going to give us the anointing, and they're going to see the power of the anointing, and they're going to come running at a certain time, and we've got to be prepared with bread for them that are hungry. Over to the right, you see a pitiful thing where Christ has joined the earth, and he came to those who were in need, and he came to those who were pitiful and pathetic. They have swords, and they have abilities. They have things with them, but I'm telling you, they couldn't get the job done. Religion couldn't get it done. All the weapons of their warfare couldn't get it done. They couldn't kill sin, but what they couldn't kill, he destroyed at the cross and said, now I am the victorious one, and I give you that same power and privilege through being born again 
of the water and the spirit and I'm going to give you an anointing and I'm going to let you study the word and then all of a sudden it's going to get in your hands and it's going to get in your feet and it's going to get in your tongue and all of a sudden the whole world is going to say what's going on around here them Pentecostals those apostolics those Jesus name people have got something going and that's when all of a sudden people are going to touch the hem of his garment and virtue is going to flow in every religious system and all across the school system and in every home and house and they're going to either run to or run from because that's how Niagara it's going to be. I wish somebody would praise him for the promise. Christ's life in you is the very hope of glory. These people that are praising God, I just put shadows because I didn't want your face to shine. He is our life and that more abundant life, and there's not a competition of religious ideals. God has more invested in the simplicity of this than all the in the gospel than ever thought of by any man profitable servants of those that are the king of glory are people that just talk about God and can confess how much God has done for them. It's not about how much we give, even though giving is a beautiful thing and God will never forsake the giver. I've seen him bless people that don't even love his name, but they like what the church is about and they invest money. And I've had people by the droves say, you know what, that tithing thing works. And they don't even serve God with all their heart, soul, mind, and strength because God's promised a blessing on the tithe. That's amazing. Revelation 21 and 2, I, John, saw the holy city, the new Jerusalem, coming down from God out of heaven, prepared as a bride adorned for her husband. So, we must ask ourselves the important questions. What question are you asking yourself? What questions are you allowing other people to put in your mind that cause you to stumble and wonder if this can all happen? Questions are very important, and that's why the devil tries to use them to to cause people to stumble and fumble around and tries to give them all kind of questions that they can't even answer, and if they had the answer, they wouldn't know if it was right or wrong. So what are the questions that you're asking yourself or you're allowing God to put into your life? Because he is a God of wisdom and power and glory. I'm not letting another unbeliever get my attention with their questions. Ask and it shall be given. That's that's where you take a question to God. And he will give you an answer in his time. Very few times have I ever found him to answer a question very quickly. Because he said, study to show yourself approved. That's where his answers are. He wants you to have it in writing so you won't ever doubt the answer again. Now, this is teaching, folks. 
maybe a little inspirational teaching, but I'm trying to open the door to the vault of God's economy and the vault of God's ability and the vault of God's wisdom and the vault of everything we need. He's got it all stored up. He said the storehouse is where you need to head when you got trouble. Go to the storehouse, and that's the house of God where I'm going to furnish preaching and ministry and glory that is going to stir up your pure minds and bring together thoughts that are going to drive Satan insane. So we must ask ourselves the important questions. Bible said in Revelation, I saw the new Jerusalem, the holy city coming down from God out of heaven. You can't find that heaven on this earth. You can't find it down here with all the carnal concepts. But you can touch the future with your mind and heart and soul and spirit, and your faith can reach out there and believe that those holy city, that holy city is coming down from God, the same place that your glory is coming from, the same place your wisdom is coming from, the same place your knowledge is coming from. Other foundation can no man lay than that which is laid. Jesus Christ himself, the chief cornerstone. Well, guess where he is? He rose from the dead. He ascended on high and he led captivity captive and gave gifts to men. And I'm telling you, he's fixing to reign righteousness like we have not been seeing. I'm here to, I want to be in on it. I want to be dancing when it gets here. I don't want to be befuddled and wondering, oh my God, it really did happen I know it's going to happen this happens as we sense and see promises now or not you don't have to see another promise because you already got the promise if you got the Holy Ghost you received the first promise that's right so never be disheartened or lacking in our faith so what do you do when a doubt comes up, when a fear comes up, when some person comes up and says, ah, you know, I just don't believe it's going to happen. I just don't believe we're having enough church services. I just don't believe there's enough good preaching. I don't believe there's enough. Pray then. Pray because God answers prayer. If you have a doubt about it, first of all, turn to the light and look up for your redemption is coming from the light. Your redemption is coming from the heavens. Your redemption is coming from an empty grave. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm not listening to another worry wart. I'm not listening to another doubter I'm not listening to a fearful person I'm listening for the voice of God and the people of God and in the children of God and in the people of faith that's where my answer is he is he's able he's going to he said he would if he didn't then all of us are lying anyhow I'm here to tell you ladies and gentlemen it's time to do our dance he's watching he's got angels watching he's got God God's wisdom aligned for those that align themselves with his plan. God is determined. Uh, Brother Jeremy, would you show them a little bit what determination is like? Uh, Let's see. Brother Mike could help you. He likes to do stuff like that. Uh, Brother Mike, come over here and try to block him from getting to me. Yeah, right here. Yeah. 
Right here. Whoa, whoa, right there for a minute. Okay. Brother, Brother Jeremy, are you determined that he's not going to tackle me and throw me down on the floor tonight? You're determined. Okay. Now, watch out because he's sly. Man, he has killed more critters in this building. We ought to give Brother Mike a hand. He works hard. That's right. That's right. That's right. Faith does not let the man of God be attacked. If you believe in your preacher, you ought to be able to withstand somebody and tell them, look here, let me tell you something. He's blessed my mind. He's blessed my heart. He's blessed my family. He's blessed our city. I'm not trying to get any glory tonight. I'm just telling you I'm going to be gone here in about 15 years. And if God tarries, you need to fight the good fight of faith for somebody that's up here preaching truth and loving God and helping you to get your family together so y'all can rise to meet him in the air. Somebody say, I am determined. No devil and no doubter is going to stop me from praying and worshiping and praising the name of the Lord. He is great and greatly to be praised in the mountains of his holiness. There is a victory. Thank you, gentlemen. Christ fought hell for us so we could become royalty. Well, I'm not going to change positions on helping him to fight the good fight of faith. If he fought hell to get me out of hell, then ladies and gentlemen, it ought to be worth it for us to fight a few devils to get our neighbors out of hell. Now, you got to be wise as a serpent and harmless as a dove, but that is a wonderful attribute to people who care about their neighbor. You don't just start off and say, bite or go to hell. You start befriending them. You start by making them a, a pie that's worthy to be eaten. Now, don't take your burnt one over there. Take them a good one and tell them, just thinking about you. We're going to turn this world upside down, I'm telling you. Somebody is, and you've got a promise burning in your soul, and I just got a great sensation that a bunch of you are going to do that very thing because the promises of God are what? I wish somebody would say it like you're really thrilled about it. Yay and amen. Have you ever had a promise come through? I don't care if it was just one. He is worthy of all praise. Through obedience by faith, we become heirs of God and join heirs with Jesus Christ. That means that we get all the creative skills of our mind creating a moment, our spirit creating an environment, and our hands creating a heavenly touch. Have you ever been patted and you knew you didn't deserve it? Thank you. That's what it does for people. We're glad you're in this city. We're, we're so thankful you have a business here that helps so many people. We, we are so glad that, that you haven't closed your doors because of all the trouble. 
don't take much to be kind. And kindness is one of the greatest virtues that God ever created. We all appreciate it, particularly if we've had a bad day. And somebody comes up and just says, man, I tell you what, I don't know what you're going through, but I know one thing. You're probably about to go through it and get over it. So I want you to know I join with you in believing that you're going to experience a victory. You have nothing to lose by telling a loser that. I uh, called a man recently that used to attend this church. And, uh, man, he was, uh, it was just amazing how thrilled he was to hear from somebody from a church where he was a young boy and uh, just really did something for him. I knew I hadn't done anything big. It was just the Spirit of the Lord, obviously. Without a vision, people perish. What is it you're really looking for? I'm talking about really looking for that you would get down on your knees in faith and say, God, this is what I'm looking for. I'm not asking for money. I'm not asking for fame. I'm asking for the power that would give me all that ability. I want you to heal my mind. I want you to put it together in such a way that it causes my hands to act in a way. And it causes my feet to take me into places that are contributing to a good life and a strong life. And uh, part of that is people and going to them in the spirit of meekness and fear and in love. And, uh, God, I want you to give my hands. When I shake their hand, I want them to feel a little bit of a spirit in it. And when I wave at them, I want them to sense an aura that this is not just another dude or another lady or another person. Uh, I wasn't expecting the wave. I wasn't expecting the smile. I, I didn't perhaps deserve the smile. But how many of you understand that when I was on the, when he was on the cross, I was on his mind, Brother Ronnie. My, I, I have enjoyed that song. I, I can't think of that song without thinking of a mother and two boys that traveled the country and prayed and sang and blessed. I'm here to tell you the blessers in you. Yeah, he is in you. If you've got the Holy Ghost, the blesser is in you. So, just pretty hard to go anywhere blinded. Not going to be a very meaningful experience. And the uh, Bible said, Satan hath blinded the minds of the people. Well, I am... Um, not going to let him be messing around with that brain deal. Blinding the hope, blinding the joy, blinding the peace, blinding the victory, blinding the love that could be given, blinding 
and making me think I'm not worthy because somebody didn't give me all the praise they needed to give me, and and I'm going to get muffed up about it, and I'm, I'm going to get aggravated about it, and blinded the minds of people. I'm not going to let that happen to you if I can help it. I am going to preach to you that the light is still on. Take the blindfold off if something's gotten between you and the victory, if something has gotten between you and your joy, if something has gotten between you and your praise, if something has gotten the Satan hath blinded the eyes of the mind, the mind. I am here to get the blindfold off. I want you to look unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith. The one that got us started is going to help us finish this race. He is going to have some preacher preach something that's going to build your integrity. He's going to build your confidence. He's going to build your faith. And all of a sudden, you're going to find yourself back in the fight and say, look here, put me on the front line. I don't have to have a crowd in front of me. I just got to have an opportunity to let God shine through my hands, through my high eyes, and through my heart. I wish somebody would stand and praise him. I mean, an honest praise with a loud voice. Bible said he loves the praise of his people. He loves the praise of his people. God, we're going to give you more praise than we've been giving you. We're going to open the floodgates. We're going to fill your city with praise. We're going to fill our cars with praise. We're going to fill our house with praise. Our kids are going to know we believe in you. Uh, hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Bible said, look neither to the right nor the left, but look up, looking unto Jesus. So it came to pass when they were coming to Samaria that Elisha said, oh Lord, open the eyes of these men that they may see. And the Lord opened up their eyes. I got a feeling tonight. I got a constant belief tonight that that's what God came to do. He didn't give me this message. So somebody say, oh, what a message. He gave me this message. So he was get it to you behind the wall and you would come out with another dance and another shout of praise and another shout of victory and say, I knew he had it for me. I've been praying for it. I've been looking for it. I've been digging for it. I'm going to get up. I'm going to get out. And I'm going to get with it. This city is in for a revival. The promise is under my feet. Others said, these are not the words of him that hath a devil. Can a devil open the eyes of the blind? Let me just turn it around. Can the devil give you forgiveness, Sister Tammy? The Holy Ghost is all over this house. I'm looking into the eyes of people right now. I'm, uh, my goodness, I tell you, I'm looking right over here in this area, this area, this area. Everywhere I look, uh, the eyes of the blind are being opened and the light shining out of your eyes saying, I know this, Pastor. God has heard my prayer. It's already dawned on me that every prayer I prayed, uh, God has been listening uh, and he's a rewarder of them that diligently 
diligently seek him. And I've been putting it out there every morning and every morning. And tonight I'm feeling my spiritual muscles rising. I'm feeling my brain activating. I'm about to get out in there in that dark world and I'm going to talk light. I'm going to talk victory. I'm going to talk glory. I'm going to talk he's coming. But in the meantime, I'm going to talk he's here. I'm here to tell you that the revival of God is knocking on the door of the church. Say, if you'll let me in, I will do it all. Only the word can reveal a good future. Questions I might ask myself so I can perfect myself. Because if you're not careful, I started off way while ago trying to encourage us about this question. I can promise you the angels of God are not going to put a question in your mind that will prohibit you. If he asks you a question, if an angel asks you a question, he will be right behind it with a good answer. But the angels of dark leave you with, has God said? And he's not done it is the next thing. What questions are you allowing yourself to be stumbling over? Are they God questions? Are they questions that produce doubt, fear, and separation from people in your close proximity? Because here's, here's the critical thing. Inasmuch as you've done it to the least of these, brother, would you stand up, brother, and tell them what the rest of that is? What? Now, look, if he said that to you, if, if that question were stated right there, you would be very careful about how you opposed him. Six foot five. All muscle, got guns, got dogs. Ladies and gentlemen, this is no gimmick. Thank you, Brother Jeff. This is no gimmick. This is no game. The Lord is in the house to plant seeds of fertility in your mind and heart so that you can produce on God level. I can promise you no human is going to give you God-level appetite unless you have a God-level appetite to help that human. And then when you do, you will pour yourself out for that pitiful person. Why have I ever regretted my life? It's when hope is gone. Whenever your vacuum is taking over and hope has been stolen. And here is one of the beautiful things, and I've said it over and again, and I'm going to keep saying it. We are saved by hope. But you lose a lot while your hope is gone. Hope thou in God, O my soul. Well, 
what? Hope thou in God. When you're feeling helpless, you need hope. It's an anchor of the soul, both steadfast and sure, and hopelessness. If you turn loose of your hope and you get into hopelessness, he'll drag you into saying things, and the tongue is the most unruly member of the body. Because out of the tongue comes forth your future. As a man thinketh in his heart, so he speaks or she speaks. And when hope is gone, hopelessness takes over and the mind reverses itself and starts retarding the future. I don't want you all jumping up and saying, that's great, Pastor, but, you know, it wouldn't mind, you know, having a little Baptist nod. That makes sense. What do I truly expect of or for my life? What is my life all about? And to all the people that live within my particular persona, I looked up the word aura, and I liked it, and it has to do with your persona. It has to do with your spirit. It has to do with your uh, personality. Uh, Aura, that's what you emanate everywhere you go. The way you dress, the way you converse, the way you conduct your attitude, all of that is aura. I want them to know that there was somebody loved me when I was unlovable. And I'd like to get the contagious idea of it to move it over there. That's what our world is waiting for, a church that's got depth, a body of believers that's got strength, and they identify totally with the word. They don't identify with six or eight scriptures or six or eight doctrines. They identify with the word. On every level. And so that's why we are stepping outside the gates of just normality. And we're moving out here where it's a need. So how do I become the who I would really like to be? So what pattern? I I did a, a lot of color there because I want you to know that it's not one scripture. It is obedience to multiple scriptures. And when you start putting all the colors together, Brother Ronnie, what color do you get? Don't When you put all the colors together, don't you get white? Isn't that amazing? Holiness happens the more you put the Scripture together. It happens. It don't just... Nobody has to force you to dress right. Nobody has to force you to talk right. Nobody has to force you to do it. You dress according to your particular feminine gender or your masculine gender, and you're excited about doing it because the source or the father of life, and there are several scriptures that cover that. And uh, but But you can't force stuff on people that don't grow into it. But through desire, a person moves into it with joy. 
Am I double-minded? That's a question I need to ask myself. Am I one thing one day and am I something else another day? Am I kind most of the time or am I kind part of the time? Am I generous with my forgiveness or am I, I like to hold grudges? Am I double-minded? Because a double-minded man is unstable. You're not going to get all the kind of preaching you want from a God that sees your need. He's going to preach to your need. He's going to reach in and have do surgery on a part you didn't even know you needed work done. How many of ever had a, a surgical uh, experience and didn't even know you had, was needing it till they x-rayed it? Well, that's a pretty good crowd here tonight. Hello? The Word is an x-ray. The Spirit is an x-ray. It goes right down to the root system of life. And that's what doctors are noted for. And now, I'm telling you, it is amazing to me how God has turned loose wisdom right now. And they can run your... I'll never forget when Brother <coughs> uh, Newberry, they put him in that... Uh, that cylinder thing, you know, and, and they that whole body scan. Uh, he, he, first of all, said he wasn't doing it, but uh, he got bad enough. He said he would do it. And he did do it, and he got claustrophobia, and he didn't like it. And, and that's what, what often happens when people are used to the freedom of letting flesh do and rule and do what it wants to and it gets claustrophobic when God starts closing in on you with truth and and discipline and 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 saying look here we got to do something about this thing we got to do a little x-ray here because you got a situation going that when the trumpet sounds if you're not careful your ears are going to be deaf to the voice of the rapture I know that's taking you fast, but ladies and gentlemen, the Bible said it's high time. When you see these things come to pass, he said in the book of Romans, it's high time for you to wake up and wake up and be realizing. I'm I'm not talking about going to sleep tonight in the bed. I'm talking about waking up to your potential, waking up to the dilemma, waking up to the right questions, waking up to the wrong questions, and why I'm letting those questions dominate my life when the question is, whom do you serve? Whom will you serve? Do you serve him with heart, soul, mind, and strength? Or is it just to try to get you a ticket to heaven so everybody looks at you and says, well, I think they're going to make it. There ought not to be a thought about it. If you're not overcoming now, there's not much chance. All of a sudden, you're going to get that overcoming spirit. I'm here to preach to you tonight. It's high time for us to exercise ourselves unto godliness and do the whole show. Uh, I'm not going to get up from this prayer chamber till I touch the hem of his garment. I'm not going to quit going to church till I get the word I need. I'm not going to quit walking with God until he says it's all over. I'm going to exercise myself unto godliness. Every day I'm going to get up and look up. Every day I'm going to get up and be up. I'm not going to wait on somebody else to give me a phone call and jack me up. I am here because the breath of life was given to me by the Holy Ghost and the Word of God sustains my structure and I am in Christ Jesus a new creation and old things are passed away and all things are becoming new day by day. I'm here to tell you the glory 
glory of the Lord is here and the power of God and the resurrection are on your side. They're not against you. They're for you. They're going to make you that you should be able. The right questions are what reveals who and what we will become. Ladies and gentlemen, I didn't get this stuff out of a book. I got it out of about four prayer meetings. I'm bragging on it. I'm bragging on him. When he started giving me all this stuff, I'm telling you my whole body was shaking and feeling unthinkably great and also unthinkably weak. He helps us with this by creating a desire for him by allowing us to sense the reality of forever. How many more people's got to die before we know we are? How many's got to die prematurely before we know it could be our last day today? So he said, this is the day that the Lord hath made. The writer said, so this day, he has given me, and I'm not wasting it. Somebody that's not here right now. My God, we got to have revival. My God, we're not waiting on another day to pass by. We're going to pray revival into our voice, revival into our mind, revival into our tongue. And the people that are backslid and far from God are going to feel hope for one more time. They're going to feel a surge of hope. You can do it. Come on, let's travail for about two minutes here. The Bible said when Zion travails, sons and daughters are born. I said sons and daughters are born. There's a new creation coming. When the church travails every day, you can be sure that somebody out there found a spirit that's going to work righteousness in their heart, and they're going to start looking for an answer. They may not come to this particular church, but your prayer is going to be answered. They may not come to this particular building, but your prayer is going to be answered. Somebody's going to call on God two days from now because the power of the Pentecostals began to travail and say, God, whatever you got to do, let the angels of travail and power cover our city. Oh, oh, I hear somebody travailing right now. That's awesome. Oh, my God. Oh, oh, God. I want it to happen. Give me children, else I die. Give me children, else I die. Come on, say it, little lady, again. Give me children, else I die. It is a bra- it is a promise of God that when Zion travails, sons and daughters are born. We can't keep playing the game of I got to feel good and I got to be joyful because of this or that or the other. I am joyful in the Lord because the Lord made the heaven and the earth. The Lord gave us the truth. The Lord brought us a church the Lord brought us ministry the Lord brought us truth the Lord brought us forgiveness the Lord brought us long suffering the Lord brought us healing I'm here to tell you today it's revival time in this world and particularly this part of the world there is a travail that's coming I would not want to waste a day without at least travailing for five minutes when Zion travails. Born again, 
a new creation, a new creature, separation happens. You don't have to make it happen. When he said, touch not the unclean thing, what happened some years ago, well-meaning preachers tried to get people cleaned up externally when they weren't cleaned up internally. You don't want to put something on out externally when inside you're full of the holiness of God. It becomes unnatural to want to eat when you get hungry enough. And then you go past that, and after you haven't eaten, then you don't want to eat, and then you can't live. We look into the mirror or the word. And if you would, Sister Kylie, come on, come up and play a little music. Let's look at life like God looks at life. He said, come out and be your separate. Touch not the unclean thing, and I will be your God. Now, don't get nervous. I'm just telling you that that's what God's plan is for us. We too often minimize the word forever as a few hours. Ten minutes. If you have ever seen a day when people have been used by Satan to murder words, Five minutes later, the joy is totally gone. Somebody says one thing, and the joy jumped out of the basket. I have never seen so many people love each other and at the same time hate them. We've got to bring love back to where it really belongs. We've got to give people the definition of words. Holiness is where when they see you, they see him. When they hear you, they hear him. That's true holiness. The Bible said, "You shall, I am the light of the world, but you shall be the light. That's what he's talking about. Holiness is light. It is a total configuration of the heart, soul, mind, and body. You dress according to the way you think, and you think according to the way you live in the inner person. Trying to be like Hollywood is no big deal. Trying to be like the latest in grace on Vogue magazine, I would put it away if I were you. I would look in that scripture and find out what his prescription is for ladies and for men. Now, I'm going to be getting deeper on it. I've been trying to ease in because I don't want to throw you in the deep end of the pool like Dad did me when he wanted me to learn how to swim. He said, you either get out there and swim or I'm fixing to throw you in. And I said, well, I'm not getting in there. And he come <laughs> through me in the deep end of the pool. And you know what he had to do. He had to save me. He threw me in, and he came my Savior. And God's put you in a tight place, but he's willing to get in it with you. Could anybody praise him for getting in all this mess with us?
so he could lead us out. We need to be thinking about a personal relationship. The Word of God is a light. The more of the Word that you get in your heart, the more of the Word you want to put in your clothes, in your mouth, in your attitude, in your spirit. Truly, the most awesome event in our life is to become His partner forever. Eye hath not seen, ear hath not heard. We've tried to imagine what it would be like not to have to get up and go to work. That's not going to be the case. You're going to have so much energy and so much wisdom and so much power that ruling and reigning with Him is no big deal. It's just like going to the best place you've ever been to ski the slopes. If you like race cars, Brother Ronnie, I don't know that for sure. There'll be an oval track or if it'll be one through the mountains. But something's going to be over there in that new Jerusalem. It is a provision. The promise. You are the light. So greater is he that is in you that illuminated your holiness. You're not going to be worried about me, people making fun of you. I'm going to tell you, it doesn't make any difference how you dress. Somebody's going to make fun of you. It doesn't make any difference how you talk. Somebody's going to make fun of you. It doesn't make any difference what color of clothing you put on. Somebody's going to make fun of you. I would rather the world make fun of me than the angels of God turn their back on me. Because he sends the angels to his people that love him with all their heart, soul, mind, and strength. Though your sins be as scarlet, I wanted to make sure and get that to you doesn't make any difference how far away you may feel after this message is over though your sins may be as scarlet by morning they're going to be gone if you acknowledge Bible said if you confess your faults if you confess your distance from him he will make you that you shall neither be barren nor unfruitful in his vineyard could we stand I want you to see this top one you do not have to fear what you conquered when you got into this you don't have to fear what you've already conquered That's one of the greatest realizations that you could possibly go home with tonight. Don't you let the devil put fear on you.
you walked out of a sinful nature being renewed in that spirit is where the Bible says you are saved by the renewing of the spirit because every now and then we get tricked up tricked out so washing ourselves regularly from fears improving our spiritual skills we become a role model for the people desiring a future would you pray for somebody not far away going to stop totally right there a sincere prayer would you pray for somebody maybe they're not even here but would you just take about one or two minutes and travail in the Holy Ghost in a spirit of deep sincerity God every preacher in our city every mother in our city every dad needs to know the joy of being able to give his kids food that will last past the grave oh God for every brother and every sister revive thy works in the midst of the years in wrath make known mercy while people are going through tough times let mercy rise like a flood tide through the voice of the caring and the daring pray for every preacher every house that's even called a house of God I pray for our schools I pray for our leaders Pray for moms and dads for wisdom and glory. Oh God, revive thy works in the midst of the years and wrath make no mercy. Oh God, don't let us forsake the altar. Morning, noon, night, crying out. Help us. Forgive us. Restore us. Glorify your name among us and let it start in me. Could we all just lift our hands and praise him for showing up tonight? Thank you, Lord. Your sweet presence, your affirming voice is very clear in the house. Thank you for letting me Help people that I love so much. Help me to continue in the faith, ministering, sharing, caring, and bearing one another's burdens. I hope that every one of us will take into consideration some of our brothers and sisters that have gotten weary and well-doing. Some of our brothers and sisters that their faith has gotten weak. And it's not easy to get themselves to the house and worship. We're not down on anybody. I just know what can happen and has happened. And the enemy would try to put questions in everybody's mind. And when you come across a question, 
I hope that the spirit of discernment is working in your life to know if they're spiritually bankrupt or low or if they really are looking for an answer because most people that have questions that I have witnessed lately are not really looking for an answer. They just want the question to be noted that they've got doubts and fears and God makes sure it happens so the church can see what to do with their life and their faith. Shake hands and be friendly. Thank you for everything you're trying to do. If you have a question, take it directly to the throne. And the Bible said, leave that gift there and don't go get it. Be exalted. Be exalted.